I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones, try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McGinnon. This is episode 157, and it's Jordan it. likes my dance. Apparently, Jordan speaks musically when he does the intro, Caitlin, or all the time. And I bob my head. Stop that. I'm sorry. At least, we're, at least we can be content that I'm not doing vlogger voice. Yes. Yes, we can. If you'd like to listen to all the episodes in which I haven't done vlogger voice, you can go over to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the show lives. That's where we hang. You can listen to all of our episodes. Might seem intimidating. Shout outs to Mr. Malosh. Catching up. Burn through like 60 episodes in three weeks. I gotta say, uh, you are not the only one. There are very many people I've introduced the show to, and they're like, oh, a hundred and, you know, whatever episodes, and then four weeks later are like, when are you coming out with a new episode? Seems intimidating. Don't know how you might... How you could possibly consume all that content much easier than you would expect. Yeah. It's just like hanging out with friends. And we make it even easier for you. Because it's hard to go out there and get that content. God, you got so much to do. So many things to do. Summer is coming to Toronto. You have lines to wait in. Um, There's grass to mow. Got to make sure your garden is on point. You prune. You got to get some mulch. Got to get some... That's the thing, right? Some uh, mulch. Mulch. And then you got to prune Grass stuff. seed. You want uh, that bluegrass seed? Bluegrass? <laughs> bluegrass. Blend? miracle grow. Yeah. I used to work at Canadian Tire. Yeah, you got to plant your, your seedlings. So you have tomatoes, and you can tell everyone how the sauce was made with your garden tomatoes. The sauce was made? Yeah, like tomato sauce. All right. I yeah. <laughs> didn't know Caitlin was out here making tomato sauce. Anyway, there's stuff to do. Mm-hmm. You don't have time to go get this content. Mm-hmm. If you click subscribe in your audio player of choice, doesn't matter. Could be Apple Podcasts. Could be the Google Play Store. Had to figure that out myself. Oh. Everything down is up and up is down. We'll get to that in a minute. Regardless of your platform, though, he is platform agnostic. Your man, Chance <laughs> Frostilicus, Frostilicus, Chance Frostilicus, Le Troisième. Le Troisième. Coming through with a takeout order from Kate and George's House of Hot Takes. Because it is. It's full of hot takes. Straight to your device. You don't have to do a thing. Nope. Nope. You just got to, like, click the thing, and then you can answer all your um, Instagram messages. <laughs> yes. If you'd like to send us messages, you can do that uh, a few ways. A Primarily ways. Twitter. Get up off Twitter. Um, but also, Instagram. We do have an Instagram, at GeekDownPod. Yeah. We have a Facebook, whatever. Yeah, I'm still there. It's fine. Caitlin, Me and the old people. Caitlin's just... Hanging. Just in the Baron. She's like the last... She's like she's like the bridge keeper in Holy Grail, just <laughs> hanging out there waiting to ask these questions three to anyone just a flesh wound. who might pass by. Um, there's also our Gmail, if you'd like to write something a little bit longer. Geekdownpot at gmail.com is where that is at. If you'd like to support this endeavor financially, that means the world to us. And thank you to everyone who already has and does. Just paid for SoundCloud hosting. Yes, we did. This week, year year two, year three of SoundCloud hosting. Year three. Year three. To ensure that all you people who need to catch up it's there. will have those episodes available to you, at least until SoundCloud goes out of business. 
They're still kicking. They're still kicking. We made that joke for like a year, and they're still they're still <laughs> here. So maybe we're good. Um, yeah. Patreon.com slash GeekDownPod. If you'd like to make a monthly commitment, or if you just want to make a one-off, little onesie, little Lucy. We're fine with that. Three bucks. We don't judge. Buy us a coffee. At coffee. KO-FI.com slash GeekDownPod. Yeah. We're fine with you just like throwing us some money. Every once in a while. <laughs> We're all, who doesn't love to get money thrown at them? Yeah. You, find me a situation where you would be dissatisfied to have money thrown at you. Uh, maybe a roll of quarters. <laughs> it's really heavy. <laughs> An entire yeah, At once? Sure. Yes. If you want to just ping quarters. Oh, yeah, that's fine. At me individually. Yeah. That's I, fine. I will get them off the ground. Like, I pick up dimes. I will scurry on my hands <laughs> and knees and scoop the quarters up. Yeah. We're not, just, we're not above that. Not in the face. Not, not our beautiful faces. Our beautiful faces. Well, <sighs> we have got to double up this week. Yes, we do. It's very it'll be a very interesting pair of episodes. We have to double up because Caitlin will not be here next week. No. Because in a strange reversal of fortune. Guess who's going to Anime North? <laughs> so, sorry, it's not Jordan. No. Jordan's not going to Anime North. No. Caitlin's going to Anime North. Yeah. For like the whole weekend. Yeah. That is wild to me. Um, I am there helping senior correspondent Chris with his business, Bright Chill Games. Go look it up, especially on Facebook. Um, uh, we will be selling stuff for D&D, uh, all legal, all within their legal parameters of stuff you can offer to people. <laughs> um, but we will be there. I will be wearing my fancy Star Trek dress. Ooh. Thank you, Jacqueline. Uh, she bought it. Didn't fit properly. She was like, hey, do you want this? And she just gave it to me. Give me a Star Trek dress. It was like the best day ever. And I wear it sometimes. I feel fancy. So what what are your ex- expectations for Anime North? Like I, I had like a purpose of sorts. Um. Okay. You're just so, kind of going to kind of be hanging around a table for most of the yeah, time. Yeah. I, I mean, I might take a, if, if I go get lunches for people, I might take a swing around to look at things. Peck, peck extra money. Yeah. I, There's nothing out there. There's a Harvey's. Oh, I'm yeah. We're going to like pack food, but I might, you know. We might take a turn around, take yes. a break or something. Um, it will be a lot of just selling stuff using my, my charm and my awkwardness. To se- I, I don't know what it is. I'm really good at selling things. <laughs> Honey, in this environment, yeah, you're going to be like, not Beyonce, but like Kelly. Oh, no. you be the, like Kelly. Not with like the, the booth babes. Um, were there many booth babes? I'm guessing there are. Not a ton. I hope you get posted up right next to like the the adults only body pillow <laughs> display behind a curtain. Great. Yeah, that was the one where I saw Umaro Chan in her draws, and I was like, "She's a high schooler." Sweird. That's great. Sweird. Quit fucking around, anime. Super weird. Um, but uh, so I'm expecting lots of uh, cosplay of things I don't know, and uh, lots of sweaty hot bodies. Um, six two one. Six two one. Those are the rules, guys. Should we tell everyone? Uh, that's six hours of sleep a night, two meals a day, and at least one shower a day. Six I know. I know the, the bomb dropped because it's blowing your mind that you should have a shower every day. But but you really should. You really Especially should. In the morning. And there is not. It is at the Toronto Congress Center. There is pavement. Yeah. And concrete out there. That's it. Ain't no tree. There's like one tree. <laughs> and like one strip of grass. Uh, Everybody lined up waiting for their one naturalistic shot to take their photos. Yeah. That doesn't look like a fucking cement cube. 
Um, but anyway, so I, d- I actually don't know what to expect. I'm very excited. We do lots of selling. If you're going, please come say hi. I'll be in a Star Trek dress. I've got a very round face. One might say a moon face. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be a good time. Bright Shield Games. Bright Shield Games. Do we have a booth number yet or just look for that? No. Just All look right. Just look for uh, two people being very animated talking about Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. I wonder what the Venn diagram is there. I mean, it's got to be a little bit. but Oh, for Dungeons and & Dragons and... Weebs. Oh, God, it's huge. This is the story about senior correspondent Chris selling out like three times last year. Thinking he bought like... I don't know, 100 of the things he was selling, and he sold out almost immediately. And was like, okay, didn't see that coming. But there's very little Dungeons & Dragons stuff at Anime North, which yeah. is understandable. Which, I would think, yes. Um, but a lot of people want to buy stuff. It's maybe like their one big convention a year, so. That is true. It's a, very expensive to get into. So if you're heading, heading out to old Anime North, look for your girl, Katie Mac. Yeah, I'll be there, and I'll say hi, and I'll, we'll chat. Um, and, and you'll, sorry, and you'll ask me about how, uh, the Marvel Universe is, and I'll go, it's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> we'll get to, we'll get to that <laughs> next week. Um, oh, and Kate's going to bring me back, uh, a figure of one of my waifus, if, if she I, sees it. If I can figure out which one is a waifu and which one is one that he hates for no reason. She just has a face. <laughs> hate her face. How dare you? It's not just a, it's not just faces, Caitlin. Personality. Personalities. Favorite foods. Come on now. I'll just give you the basic. If you okay. see something that says Love Live on it, yeah. and you think, that's that thing. Yeah. That's that thing Jordan does. Yeah. Just need to say, mm-hmm. ask the person at the counter, yeah. or the booth, or the cage, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They're caging them now. It's caged up. Just ask them, is this Muse or Aqua? Okay. No, I know that much. That's a, that's all you need. Okay, all right, I can do that. You'd be pretty good, but don't be rolling in here bringing me some like Chiaki little bobblehead or something. Sure. Yes. Blah. Blah. Um, that actually reminds me. I think we should. I should. I think we have. I think we have a waifu world related thing. I need to. Uh, I need to do with you really? right now at this moment. Really? Yes. Because I just I've been fucking up lately, Kate. Oh dear. I've been fucking up. Because I have two primary waifu world games now. And that's a lot. Those being Love Life School Idol Festival and Bang Dream Girls Game. Girl, <laughs> you're going to say Gang Bang one way or another, but... Jesus Christ. <laughs> bang Dream Gang Bang Party. <laughs> bang, <laughs> bang Dream Girls Band Party. Because those are my two majors. Sparkle Beach pat- Japan Girls. <laughs> Rainbow Sparkle Beach two, Japan Girl yeah. 1 and 2. Um, they've both been running events at the same time this month. Yeah. And one of them is, depending on what the prizes are, one of them is going to get my attention more than the other. Yes. Um, so I was kind of slacking off on, on my OG, on Love right. Live. And I didn't even realize, like, my grinding there had to do with they're doing another lottery for the fifth anniversary. Okay, yeah. Where they get, you know, you get, then they hand out lottery tickets and you could get, like, you know, Uber rares and shit like that. Sure. I fucked up, but they were doing them in two waves. The first wave happened like two weeks ago, so I assume like all the fucking prizes are gone. I got nothing. I just oh. noticed that today. I got nothing. I got nothing. 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 And the other thing I was doing was I like I like slashed. And I showed you this last week off mic, but I like slashed my ranks. Yeah. And to get the fucking tickets to pull Uber rares. Yeah. Dedicated Uber rares, and I got two. But here's the thing: it's it's constantly it's recycling, right? It's just recycling. You get shit you don't want. Yep. You. Delete those, yeah. sell them off. You sell them for stickers. You trade the stickers in for tickets. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, normally, 30 stickers mm-hmm. for one ticket. 
So constantly. It's kind of ro- like Soylent Green. Yes, constantly rotating them in and out. What I didn't realize that one of the things they did for this anniversary yeah. is for a hundred of these stickers, yeah. you could just pick an Uber Rare. Now, they're promo Ubers from right. like, pre, so like they're not like super stacked skill-wise right. or rank-wise, but it's just they're, Still. they're Uber Rares and they have not been around and now they are back. And right. I probably could have gotten like four at this point had I been paying attention. But love. Bushy Road, get your shit together and inform the player base of this. I should... I stopped going to Reddit. I shouldn't have to go to Reddit to like learn what the hell's happening in this game. That is true. That is to say, I have well over 100 tickets right oh, now. Oh, my goodness. So Jordan and Kate are going to pick a waifu. Wow, there's a whole parental consent thing. It's the anniversary. They got the little... Oh, Which is up. That's up. Let's just turn that down for y'all. Oh, he's setting it up. Look at all their She's a pirate. She is a pirate. Oh, look at her bubble gun. That's really cute. I wish I could be a pirate. Go over to other. Go to the sticker shop. 119 pink tier stickers. Let me just scrolly, 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 scroll on down. All right, scrolling. Here are all of the Muse. Uber rares. Oh my goodness! That I could purchase. I think it's only one. Is it one? But no, fuck! It's two series. So I'll tell you the hot leader. Okay. The one we're, one we're thinking of immediately. Ooh, Casino Nozomi. Oh God! What? How dare Ugh. you? That's gross. Caitlin, they're all going to be a little gross. Yeah, but she's a high school student. <laughs> she's a senior. Oh. I only picked God. the gross seniors. I haven't even looked at. <laughs> is it better than that? <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> That's, that was Ellie in her bathing suit. Mm-mm. Nozomi with a little crown. That's all right. She's okay. That's not Nozomi. Sorry, it's Kotori. They're going to take my... You're going to take your, take your my card? Waifu, of... Take my waifu card. Mm, That's a lot of leg, <laughs> but at least she's wearing shorts. It's your other Ellie option. That's not too bad. Still, a lot of leg. She's literally wearing shorts. Yeah, that's okay. That's better. Just a smiling eye patch. I do not this know what's happening. This is ridiculous. That is a ridiculous <laughs> outfit. Oh, I like that one. Oh, gross, Nico. Nobody wants I like Nico. Her outfit. Oh, I like that one. Mm. She's a little cute bird. She looks like a magician. She's a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah, fuck it. I'm getting the slutty card deal. Oh, Jesus Christ! I try, guys. I really try. Yeah. To send him on the right path. That's that's immediate waifu. Let's just let's just pair her up. Let's just have her on the home screen oh, immediately, shall we? And those are my adventures with with waifu, with waifu world. world. It's a hard grind out there, y'all. Hard grind out there in the waifu world. I'm shaking my she's, head. She's I'm so li- she's so disappointed. I'm so right disappointed. <laughs> Ooh, gross! Hit like, me. So hit me. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Do not play this game in public. Oh, God. She has a card in her boot. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board now. That's fucking gross, y'all. <laughs> How is that? That's the thing that grosses you out. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, I try, guys. I guess all I can do is try, right? But they're fun. So that was the one. That was the one thing that happened this week. Friends, if you've been paying attention, you will also remember. It's, a, it's always something. Jordan spirals over spending his money. Yes. It's always fun. But, it's fun to watch. But <laughs> is it? 
I get weird text messages like out of nowhere about financial decisions. Do math. <laughs> Do math. Uh, <laughs> make it work. Make math work. So finally did pull the trigger. Uh, got the Andro- the Google Pixel 3a after a decade of iPhone usage. Just iPhone just being usage. steeped in the iOS ecosystem. And being condescending towards Android. Phones. I don't know that I was exceptionally condescending. I didn't say exceptionally. I just said condescending. (laughs) (laughs) I believe there was quite a few ugh, ughs in that ugh. Listen. 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 Until very recently, Uh I feel like a lot of Android phones were ugly. Right. They were just ugly. Right. And it's all about that aesthetic. No one can ever argue that there are a few things more important than than aesthetic. Aesthetic. And I feel like they have caught up okay. to a certain extent. I Great. do feel, I mean, <laughs> you, you laughed and made fun of me, but the and- Android lag was a thing. Sure. Swiping lag was a thing. Great. It just never it, felt it as fluid as it did. It was a thing. It was a thing. This is the hill he's chosen to die on. Hey, Google, is Android lag a thing? Oh, oh it's. Oh, yeah, God. because it's not a thing. It is a thing. Um, this has been a very smooth experience. The whole like, oh my God, it's only got a Snapdragon Hoopa Joop X processor <laughs> in it. That's so slow. It's not fucking slow. I'm coming from an iPhone SE. Like, right. The thing was like four, two years old when I bought it. Like, right. And this came out last week. Like, I'm not noticing. Any lag, the basic gist is like, each of them do something well. Yeah. And the thing about, what was the one, what was the thing, the aphorism I heard somebody say on one of these, like, I'm, I am fairly agnostic, and the one thing I heard somebody say was, like, Apple treats you like a user, Android treats you like an admin, like. Okay, yeah. If there's something you don't like about iOS, you just fucking deal with it. Which is just Apple in general. And live with it, because they're a closed system, like, yeah. they, you are not doing anything with that. Android almost gives you too much choice. If there's something you don't like about Android, mm-hmm. you can go download nova launcher and like reskin your entire phone and make it do everything you want but i don't have that kind of time i just want something that works and the pixel is google's phone so it comes with what they call stock android which means it's just how they envision android to work without samsung or oneplus or lg or whoever putting their own shit on top of it yeah which can also bloat the thing up because they're adding features that Maybe you don't want, and then you know, and then you have to go and add something else onto it. Yeah. So they've already skinned Android, and then you're reskinning the skin of Android to make it look like how you want it. It's a lot, and then, y'all. And then you take a nap because <laughs> you're tired. It's a lot, and if there's some, but if there's something you don't like about Android, there's usually an app or something you can do, right. to like make that Which better. Which is what it's kind of the same way with just Microsoft in general. Yeah. Right. It's just hey, download this thing, and then you can do this, or download this app, or download this workaround, or look yeah. up a workaround. And it is a very real like Mac PC type of thing. Um, like case in point, I did not like what it was doing with like photo organization. Yeah. Because my previous phone was tiny, both figuratively and literally. How are y'all walking around with these giant ass phones? This isn't even a big phone. And I'm like, my phone's fine. Like baby hands over here is like <laughs> giving himself 
arthritis trying to reach up into the top corner. How did your fat fingers work with your last phone? Look, you saw my last phone. Look at the fucking size of it. I can literally palm it. Like, I know. It's the How size did you just like mash the screen? <laughs> you have selected regicide. <laughs> So, because the and size wise, it's only 16 gigs, which people are like horrified by it now. Like, oh my god, 16 gigs! <gasps> Good heavens! I know. <laughs> How will you ever survive? 16 gigs. I survived by making copious use of cloud services, which yes. is another reason why I was interested in going to Android in the first place. Because I was already using Google Photos and Google Docs and Google Drive for lots of other shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just not use the phone if I'm going to switch. If I'm going to get a new phone, why not just do that? But there was always, like, a very clear marker for, like, what was on the phone and what was, you know, in the cloud. In the cloud. Yeah. That's really blurred on this Android phone. Like, it just uses Google Photos, like, straight. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Like, it's backing everything up, like, constantly to the mm-hmm. cloud. But if I just want to, like, find something that's on my phone, like, on the actual physical storage and, like, send it in a text message or something, I don't know where to find it. I had yeah. to, like, go into, like, the file manager to track it down that was less than ideal for me didn't mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. found some app that was called gallery and it's like literally its only job is to give you a photo browser that looks like the ios one which we talked about my phone just automatically came with that's the choice they made and it was a smarter choice than what google did with stock android but um, they probably were like oh people are buying this phone and probably had androids before because they're better <laughs> and um they know just to download gallery um yeah exactly right but you know now i have that it's a relatively small app it's not taking up a lot of space but you know i just like that the music player isn't as great to me i don't like it had it was throwing podcasts in with my music oh weird there's a dedicated podcast app right from google but then in the actual like music player there's a tab for podcasts and for music but Mm -hmm. like if you're just doing like all songs it was like that may have been just from File transfer from the iPhone. Right. Maybe that's what did that. I don't know. But like, I was just listening to music, and then it was like the Slate Political Gab Fest. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I'm trying to jam to the pillows over here. I don't want to talk about abortion bans. It's not the time for abortion bans. Well, apparently it is. <laughs> In America. Oh, the world is burning. So that's why we talk about dumb shit that doesn't really matter. Like phones and um like know, phones. Fun tappy tap games. So yes, I mean and I don't I don't I do not like Gmail. You don't like Gmail? As a service, yes, as the app on my phone, I don't. Really? I don't like it, no. Oh. I can't get cuz Gmail divides all the shit up between social and promotions and You can change that. Well, you got to tell me that off mic cuz I don't want that. I'm pretty sure you can change it. Google because they um, did it, and then they were like, this fun new thing. And I was like, why have you done this? <laughs> Please stop. It's generally everybody's relationship with technology companies. Why have you done this? Why have you done this? Why have you changed the Facebook logo and where everything is? <laughs> Please stop. You want to know what I'm never going to do? Download the Facebook app. The Facebook, Facebook, I did not realize this. Facebook knows, because Facebook offers Facebook Lite. What? <laughs> there was what a the Facebook, hell is Facebook Lite? It makes Facebook less of a fucking Drain? resource monster mm. on your phone. Instagram ain't much better. Like, thankfully, that's the one thing I did miss about when I was on Android and went back to Apple was, like, clearing the cache. Because mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, you know, you scroll it for more than a day. It's constantly, like, keeping caches of every image and everything on there, which just bloats the size of the app. Right. It's much easier to just go into Android settings and clear cache one at a time. You can't really do that with an iPhone. Right. iPhone's like, 
we'll do it when it gets too big. You don't you don't have to worry about that, champ. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's like I can't fucking make a phone call because I have no storage. Like we're stealing your data. I can't take I can't take like a five second video because Facebook is six gigs on my phone and you won't clear it out. Yeah, so you it's have to a problem. Delete the, delete you have to delete the app and relete the app. Relate. That's a word. I know stuff. He's invented a word, guys. Here's what it comes down to: for the price. Yes. Holy shit! This phone. The last time I spent two hundred and fifty dollars on a phone. Was that it? It retails five five forty nine right. in Canada. Yeah. Um, because it's so cheap to begin with. Yeah. Basically, all your carriers you can get it for as little as nothing, and then have it the cost spread out over every bill. Yes, I, yes, yes. I split. The, I, I split the difference and did half. Yeah. So I paid two fifty up front, which is only going to add ten bucks to my bill. For the next little while. So I'm basically getting... I was previously paying like $72 for six gigs of data right. on a falling apart iPhone. Yeah. And like limited talk minutes. Mm-hmm. Now I have unlimited minutes, unlimited texting, and six gigs of data for the same price on a Ooh, fancy new phone. That's nice. And let me tell you... <laughs> ooh, I got to hold the hold the base of the oh, mic because it's, it's sexy, Caitlin. It's so sexy. So I knew I wanted to do this. I, I knew I could have done it on Saturday when I didn't have to work again the next night. Yeah. But new toy, Caitlin. New toy. <laughs> new toy. So I go down after work on Friday morning. Fucking place wasn't opening till 10. Ooh, you had to hang. Which is just enough time to be like annoying and try to figure out how to uh, how to best <laughs> leverage that two hour transfer on the Presto card, right? Because in Toronto, mm, you yes. can ride the you can ride transit as much as you need to within a two hour window. So in this Hamilton, did not, this did not used to be the case. In Hamilton, it's like four hours. Well, Lottie fucking die for the hammer. Yeah, and we had it way before Toronto. Many, t- Toronto is the uh, is the apple of major metro- metropolises. Metropolises. Um, where they just get shit years after the android cities of Hamilton and <laughs> Montreal and New York get them. And, uh, and wherever you are in the world, please tell us how you're much better than Toronto. We love to hear that. <laughs> we do love to hear it because you probably are. Um, I love you, Toronto. Go Raptors. So, yeah, trying to figure out. So, you can write. Basically, if I were to come home from work. Yeah. I'm, like, watching the clock. It's like, well, I can, <laughs> if I'm a little early, I have enough time to get home from work, sit, maybe even shower. Ooh. And then as long as I got to tap, I got to tap that fucking card again. Yeah. <laughs> by, like, you know, 945. And I did. <laughs> I pulled <gasps> it off. Which means I basically, instead of having to spend, like, three fares, three or four fares to do this. Yeah. It's, like, two fares. Amazing. Poor brain. Yeah. Always working. Always. All the time. Y'all, you don't even know when it was like really poor up in here and your mans would take the bus to work. His shifts were so short back then. That's why he was poor because he wasn't making any fucking money at work. Take the bus up, pay cash or token. Token was cheaper than cash, so he always bought tokens. Yeah. Because it was cheaper in the long run. Yeah. Pay token, get the paper transfer. Yep. And then roll the dice that whenever you get catch the ride home. They wouldn't notice. Because Toronto sucks and they have no way to verify. When you're, not really, unless they really look at the transfer. Other places you put the transfer into a thing yeah, and it, it scans it. it or whatever. You just wave this at a very disinterested <laughs> bus driver. Yeah. They hate life. And they hate you. <laughs> who does not give a fuck. And the most of this thing says is like the day of the year. Yeah. Technically, they're supposed to check the time that it's been torn off at. But you just grip the bottom of it and wave the thing at them. And they're like, yeah, yeah whatever. whatever. Just go. That's poor brain, y'all. 
So I go down and I'm early so I can see them all setting up. And I don't know how it is where you live, friends. There is no workforce, in my experience, that is more consistently sketchy mm-hmm. than a cell phone kiosk. <laughs> what did I say? Gyms. Gyms. Oh but I don't God. feel like that's that might be... That's, I gave... Good call at the time, but then I remember back to like, you know, when the world was young and I went to a gym. Yeah. And I would go like in the morning, either super early or like when I got done work at like, you know, 10 or 11. Yeah. And I just had this like super charming like black mom. Right. Who like will call you sweetie and give you towels and like she was delightful. Like, okay. Okay. That is a very rare experience. Let's talk about gym contracts for a second. <laughs> Try and get out of that. And it's like, you're basically like up against the devil. Like he's like in the Satan's in the back writing up these contracts. <laughs> People are trying to get out of them, giving them their spleen, like making trades. I was like, firstborn. I, I, I'm walking through and I started, I walked into the, the, the duff, went down to the duff to take care of this. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. The My, dirty duff. There's like, because I went with one of the, you know, budget cell phone providers. Yep. Thank you very much. <laughs> and um, they don't, one of the reasons they're budget, they don't pay for storefronts. No, they, they do not. They ain't paying rent. They're paying less rent to have a little island in the middle of a mall hallway. Yeah. A little so, a cute kiosk. Who doesn't like a kiosk? To me, fine, whatever. But it was at the other end of the mall than the one I came in. So oh. I like had to walk by every other cell phone kiosk. Yeah. And it's like, dude in like a jersey with a t-shirt underneath and his hat still on his head and sleeve tattoos and it's like bruh it's gonna be so sick this weekend you even you even know bruh that's like 90 percent of cell phone employees i feel like that is like your kryptonite you're like can't even be near that 20 <laughs> something kids from brampton yes yes you're just gonna punch one just it's not even your fault 20 something pakistani kids from brampton it's not a racial thing it's an attitude thing it's because they're from brampton it's, it's more it's more Brampton than Pakistan. Yeah. Trust me. So I was like, oh, psyching myself up in the 15 minutes before they open. Just like, you know what you, you know, you know, you know what you want. Don't You're going to go down. Into anything else. You're going to go down do there. This. You know what, you know what you want. Champ, you already have this. Go, go. Do a little like, shadow, shadow boxing. Can't corner. stop. Won't stop. Eh, eh, eh. Uh, <laughs> And I get, I get to the uh, my provider of choice. It's a little nebbish white kid working there. He's oh. still like 21, but <laughs> and needed a shave and possibly a haircut. Definitely product in his hair, and to not show me his ass crack when he went to get the foam. But hey, it was close. That's, that's you know he was very nebbish and let me steamroll him. So thank you, young sir. <laughs> thank you for not having a backbone. Hands hands me the pamphlet. He's trying to like, oh, what we offer? That's like I know exactly what I want. I just need you to get it. <laughs> Please just punch in these numbers. And he did. So yeah, I paid like two eighty for this thing and it's already like half paid for. It's only gonna add ten bucks to my to my cell phone bill a month. It's probably gonna really suck this month because I'm gonna have the leftover from the previous plus the first one on this one. Like yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be a little rough. Um but we will persevere because you know what it means, Kate? You know what it means? What does it mean, Jordan? It means Bell. I'm Fucking done with you. For those of you who don't know, um, there are two main internet phone providers. Internet phone, yeah. I was going to say there's like three providers, but I guess TELUS doesn't do yeah. internet, really. Uh, and these are like, you know, holdovers from, God, the 80s, right? Like, <laughs> from when you got your landline. Yeah. Which is Bell and Rogers. And both of them 
are terrible. <laughs> garbage. I spoke to somebody, my girl so Joycey Vogues, who um, is in England right now doing yep. her master's, mm-hmm. pays about 15 pounds a month for what? like two times the data she was getting in Canada. For okay, Because so as we said last week, everywhere else in the world has a better cell phone like, plan. It's than, like 30, 40 bucks in Canada. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. As I said, $75. That's what I'm paying. Ridiculous. For six gigabytes of data. That's stupid. Um, but I didn't care because I hate bells so much. So much. Even though I'm still keeping them for internet for the moment. Yeah. I just, over the years, I've had this cell phone contract with them since I was like 25, oh maybe. Oh, God. And so many times, granted, there were many times where I just didn't feel like paying them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the texting, the calling, the got, when it got so bad that they shut my phone off, which, as we said, I was really poor at one point when you're hustling for, yeah, when you're hustling for rides home from work, when you're hustling for money to get to the job that doesn't pay you enough to pay the shit. Mm-hmm. Been uh, there, done that. That's that life. But just the. I asked the dude when he was like transferring because I want to keep. I did want to keep my number. Like yeah. I want to figure that out. And it's like, well, no, you don't. When you transfer a number, yeah, you don't have to do anything. You have to call them. You have to cancel anything. Like, which did rob me of the chance of like dugging my way out of a bell store and be like, <laughs> "Fuck y'all." I mean, just, just you kicking over some poor paper stand. I know just... this is not your fault, but fuck this entire company. It's funny. I actually have a really good friend who works for Bell, like corporately. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, why do you hate the people that pay my bills? I'm like, <laughs> like that's fine. You know they're terrible. Like you, you should know, hate them too. Like man, uh, you know they're terrible. Um, they're a trash fire. They are a trash fire, and Rogers ain't much better. Rogers isn't better. They're also <laughs> a trash fire. They just if they combined ever, it'd just be a massive trash fire. I call him Garbor. <laughs> Garblor, come to attack. We're gonna charge you so much money. Rah, 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 rah. What's that? You want fifty dollars to? T- we want fifty dollars to turn your phone back on. Remember that fifty dollars? I don't pay them every month. That's what that was. So. I did want to keep my number, though, because I didn't want to deal with that pain. Yes, I wouldn't be that person who has to go on Facebook and be like, new phone, new number, message me, blah, 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 which I probably should have because it would have just got me down to the essentials. Like I was going to say, that's not going to, that's, no one does that anymore. But I also have, like, I'm realizing I just have, like, a bloated contact list. Like, you know, some of these, like, if you go into WhatsApp, it'll be, like, search your contacts or Instagram. It'll be, like, add yeah. people from your contact list. And you go and you look, and it's, like, my former GM from work now has the photo of, like, a 15-year-old Somali girl. Like, <laughs> Clearly, her number has changed. Clearly, this number does not belong to her anymore. No. I need, I'm in need of some cleanup. But anyway, I get, I, so I get all the shit done with Homeboy, transfer the number. I was like, so how long is it going to take? He's like, oh, like 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, so like by the time I get home. Um, and it was still working. Like the old iPhone was still working. I was texting yeah. people on the way home. And then I pulled it up, and I just saw that no service go across the top of the iPhone. And it was so sweet, Caitlin. Was it great? It felt so good. Was it awesome? To just... See that service go away from Bell. Which then meant that on Saturday. Yeah. Well, it started on Friday. Then on Saturday, it happened four times in the span of like an hour and a half. Yep. Bell wants to call me. They just want to talk. Bell wants to know, what's up? Yeah. They're just checking in. Hashtag Bell, let's talk. This time it's not about mental illness. It's about my level of customer satisfaction. Caitlin, I did everything. What did you do? I didn't answer. Yep. First two times, didn't answer. Yeah. Third time, uh, Pixel phones 
and I'm assuming this will come to most Android experiences, mm. have a call screening option. Yes, they do. Where it'll show up, and if it thinks it's spam, actually gives you the option all the time, but you mm-hmm. can just screen the call. And what happens is the call connects, and the Google Assistant goes, hey, how's it going? This customer is using a call screener. Please state the name of, please you know, state the purpose of your name and the purpose of your call. Working ideally, the person would then say who they are, and the voice recognition is so good at this point. Yep. It'll just be like, they say this, and then I could even dictate back, you know, tell them this. Amazing. Didn't get that option because they just hung up immediately as soon as it started. That was even satisfying in its way. Just watching <laughs> the future the, is now, people. Just watching the call screener fire up and then, boop, having it, like, disconnect. Yeah. So I did that as I was walking to the grocery store. Yep. While I was in the grocery store, they called again. Ooh. And at this point, with an armful of groceries, I am like, if you want to get cussed out this badly, we can do that. So I picked up. And? I might have fought my baser instincts had when I picked up the Indian gentleman on the other line. Yeah. Asked to speak to Ferguson. Right. Can I speak to Ferguson? No, mister. Like, you didn't even, like, figure out if it was my first or last name. Can I speak to Ferguson? I said, yeah, this is him. You've called four times in the last hour. What do you want? Don't be mean. Four times, Caitlin. Yeah, but that's what he's... In an hour and a half. to do. You just... So his boss can hear me on the phone, cuts him out. Sorry. I'm shaking my head. Sorry, I didn't preface it like I did the last time when when I cussed out a Bell employee for the $50 to turn my service back on. Where I said, I know this ain't your fault, but I'm about to cuss you out. So the people who above you who are recording this call can you hear You just it. talk to their manager and cuss the manager. Uh, <laughs> Hi, I really would like to cuss somebody out, um, but, but I know it's not your fault. Can yeah, you put somebody I, at a higher pay grade on so I can cuss them out? Yeah. Someone who's paid to hear me cuss them out? Yeah. Well, sorry. Four times. He was like, oh, just uh, just calling in regards to your customer satisfaction. It's like, yeah, uh, so listen, I'm keeping you for internet, but there's nothing you can say to me that will ever get me to come back to cellular. Like, there's literally no word you could say. Oh, uh, and he was like gone after that. <laughs> he was like, oh, thank you. I'm like, yeah, have a great weekend. Boop. And you never called back? I think another number called. Did another number call back? I'd have to double check. I think a second number. Somebody who probably heard that it's exchange. probably the manager. <laughs> probably was the manager. Called back, and that funniest, funniest thing, I, like, I think they called again, and this is why I did it. I, like, tweeted from my personal account. Yeah. I was like, dear at Bell, your incessant calling on a Saturday is doing nothing to make me regret no. moving to another provider. No. Not a thing since. Now, maybe they're taking Sunday off. I'm kind of wish they wouldn't, because I told Kate if they did call during the recording of this podcast. He was going to air it. I was just going to put them on the air and record it. Yeah. But, fuck you, Bell. He really doesn't like Bell. I do not like Bell. I think that's enough about my personal squabbles with Canadian telcos. Eh, they're kind of awful. They are kind of awful. Like, literally the government had to step in like, because re- they were so bad. Rest of the world, like, if nothing else, let this conversation just show you how awful, illustrate to you how awful it is. Like, it really is terrible. Yeah. But we have, like, free healthcare, so. Sort of. Yeah. <sighs> Six of one, half dozen of the other, I guess. I suppose. <laughs> but, like, if, you know, my arm got chopped off. I could just go to the hospital. I wouldn't have to worry about it. <sighs> just count okay. my blessings. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I was bleeding out. I could just go to the hospital and not worry about the insurance money. How would I call them? My cell phone bill's so expensive. <laughs> would I call an ambulance? My cell phone bill's so expensive. I can't afford it. I'm having a heart attack. Oh. So. So. Newsy-related things, yeah. I guess, out there in the world. 
So we are recording this on Sunday afternoon. Yes. We will not have seen the finale. I can probably safely predict that whatever happens in the finale, there's probably some of you listening to this who are mad. Oh, I'm mad and I don't even watch the show. <laughs> but I did feel that even though we will not have been able to give you the, the, the hottest, most freshest takes. No, because we won't be posting things or live tweeting things. <laughs> Sorry. Because we won't be posting things literally right after the episode or, you know, live <laughs> we'll be tweeting re- things. We'll be recording an after show or throwing up spoiler gifs like 10 minutes after it airs. Yeah. You assholes. Um, I will get to watch it live, so I'll probably be blowing up Caitlin's Messenger. Oh, yeah. With, with the with the blow-by-blow. Blow. I'm very excited. But I just felt we did need to take a moment to just celebrate, regardless of how you feel about it personally, mm-hmm. whether you're one of the people who signed this petition to redo. What? <laughs> you didn't hear about this? No. It was, like a, it was like a change.org petition of the org has like a million signatures to like redo season eight. Oh, Jesus. I'm sure Amelia Clark's really amped to, <laughs> to do that again. <laughs> I mean, maybe if HBO brought him a garbage bag full of money. Who knows? But regardless of how this season has gone, and I can say pretty confidently, it's a mess. Oh, yeah. doesn't bother me. Right. I don't care enough that much to, you know, take to the streets with a pitchfork, but yeah. it's kind of been a mess. But you cannot deny just the accomplishment that, for all involved, that Game of Thrones has been. Oh, it's massive undertaking. And we would be remiss if we didn't tip our hat to all involved for pulling this off to any, to the degree that they did. You know, like, I mean, I heard, I heard this the other day, like, what show has stuck the landing? The um, Wire had a shitty last season. Someone someone was talking about, like, what are really good finales of shows? Lost had a terrible last season. Yeah. I've heard. I've never seen it. Uh, like, someone mentioned, like, they really liked the ending of Six Feet Under. Like, it did the show justice. It it, it, it was what it had always set out to be. Mm. Um, a lot of British so- shows, I would say, do a good job. Um, sometimes I worry that, like, the American television culture has been seeping into British culture like i really wanted um oh british show david tennant death murder olivia coleman oh come on broad church i really wanted got it on her own yeah i really wanted broad (laughs) i really wanted broad church to just end after the first season it probably should have it should have because i tried watching the second season it was stupid second season was okay i have not even gone to the third season didn't even know there was a third season pretty sure there is um so i worry about that sometimes um but there is something to be said for having a mini series culture where you go this is the story this is the story we're telling and we are going to end that story and not have it go on and on and on and on and on well they didn't really have a choice here because the thing was already on and on and on when they got to it yes. like <laughs> but they were I wholesale would... cutting shit out of this absolutely um and I understand that whole idea of, like, what has really finished well. And that may say something about mm. our TV, our golden age of TV, right? The Wire is still held up as one of the best shows on television. Find me someone who writes for that fifth season on top of anything that came before it. Like, yeah. And there were reasons for that. They had a short... They didn't want as few episodes as they had. Yeah. Um, but still, at one point, this show that was, like, a sobering take of the realities of urban decay... Had a cop faking a serial killer in Baltimore. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the weirdest shit. Um, and I maintain there was, it was a no win proposition for Benioff and Weiss. Like, have they done terrible things with the managing of these characters? Yeah. Yes. Um, 
do, do I think having Sansa tell the Hound that, like, don't worry about all that rape. It's fine. It's fine. It's made me a better person. I If I hadn't been savagely raped while my foster brother watched and did nothing, I wouldn't be the, the, the Lady of Winterfell. Yeah. I regret nothing. That's kind of dunking on, on the fans, but meh. Um, there are a million, like when the oral history book of this show comes out, I will be the first in line to read it because I think there are some fascinating stories there regarding the ins and outs. Right. Um, even the inside the episodes, like they talked about how awful it was to film the longest night episode, mm. like how little sleep people got. And they all said this was the battle of Winterfell one battle of Winterfell. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just like, it was awful. Nobody got enough sleep. No one saw the sun for like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. That really took three months to film, like just that yeah, episode. Like it what? just, it was just brutal. Um, and yeah, that's why you get like a fucking coffee cup on a table because someone's for only gotten like twelve hours sleep in a week. <laughs> this is why Jamie's golden hand disappeared in, yeah, in post like, when he hugged somebody. Like it just, um, it, it, it was, it's really brutal. And I, and I think, kind of at a certain point, everyone's just like, we just want it to be done, like. And and why not? Like, listen, I think I'm going really out on a limb here. I think George wants it to be done too. Well, that's a possibility. I think George likes the money. George has an entire house for action figures. So, like, oh my god, that's a true story. Uh, he's got a house for collectibles and miniatures. George, you can just give me the money instead. Um, but like, as, as I said on Twitter, if George doesn't straight lemonade wins winter like tonight, right. <laughs> After the episode airs, when everybody's all mad, which would be the gulliest move anybody could ever do. Like, listen, y'all better make sure Brandon Sanderson doesn't miss cardio day, because, like, them, them, them books ain't getting done. Like, yeah. And I've heard anecdotally, a friend told me, and I have no reason, he had no reason to deny this story, and I feel like it tracks. Yeah. That, like, because I've heard before that George will hang out with fans, like, he'll just, when he's yeah. at cons and stuff, like, he doesn't really, like... Maybe now he does, but he doesn't really, like, separate that, really. He's got people like cons. He always... He goes to WorldCon. He hangs out with fans, authors, everything. Yeah. And at some con signing or something, a friend of a guy I know at work, like, asked George about, like, Night Flyers or Wild Cards <laughs> or one of those shits. And George was, like, so amped to not talk about Game of Thrones, he invited the dude out for drinks. Like, Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> I wrote one thing about a very narrow, like, genre. Yeah. Which means that basically... Has, didn't happen this year, but like annually, I would get you know requests about this one thing I did. Yeah, I didn't create the most popular like universe since Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that dude, that dude probably needs a break. You want to talk about yes, yes, you know D and D probably wanted a break. They say their rumor has it they're the ones that wanted out and like yeah. So like we'll wrap this up in three movie sized episodes or whatever. We'll do like a movie trilogy to wrap this up, which then got broken down into. Six episodes, which is why you have two talkie episodes. Action. And then what will have been two action fallout yeah. episodes. But yeah, like like you said, everybody probably, this has like been eight, nine years, in some cases, probably a decade when you take into pre-production and all that type of stuff. It's been a decade of people's lives. Like, yeah. And they could have handed it off. Like, you know, so the thing is like, well, everything's been so rushed the last two seasons. You know, dragons are you know now, time traveling. Like, yeah, like you know, Jamie made it from Winterfell to King's Landing in thirty-five seconds. Like, yeah. Um, whereas previously, you know, how long was Tyrion on that fucking boat in like season three? <laughs> right, we had time to go and like listen to, to Myron Holmes like break down the Bank of Bravos for like six episodes. <laughs> like, 
we had we had the time. We don't have that time yeah. anymore. So they could have like abandoned ship and handed it off to another showrunner because you know, as George said, you know, you'd need another five seasons of the show, right, to do it like he envisions it. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are like trotting out regarding you know Danny's heel turn last week. Yeah, it was like it was so rushed. You shouldn't be using a like previously on to establish the character work. Right. Because I didn't tell you this. Like, if you're unfamiliar, Caitlin doesn't watch the show. She just reads yeah. very thorough breakdowns. I said, and I, <laughs> T- and turns I'm out wa- Facebook messages does have a character limit. Uh. <laughs> um, so he gives me breakdowns. And then I also look at the like inside the episode videos and like episode highlights and best ofs and that kind of thing. And I get a pretty good idea of what's happened. I just stopped watching it after there was all this rapiness and I couldn't do it anymore. Yes. So in the like previously on Game of Thrones, they like basically had like a sound montage of like all the times people have expressed apprehension about Danny. Right. Being who her father was and Targaryens in general. Mm-hmm. The line about like every time a Targaryen's born, the gods flip a coin and the right. world holds its breath, like that type of thing. If you had eight more episodes you could establish that better through character development. And maybe like uh um because of things that are not her fault slowly losing her grip on, you know, reality and power and all of that. Yeah, and I'm I'm I guess I guess maybe this is, you know, my equivalent of it was great. Like <laughs> <laughs> I feel oh it's the story police coming to get me. Yeah. They're really angry. They are they have a, it's, it's a busy season for them. <laughs> um I'm willing to grant that this was like a no win proposition for the people making it like yes things were a lot things were rushed but i also think like they're subject to the realities of the people they work for as well like there was a scene i could not tell you if anything's going to happen with this tonight probably not because one of them died but like yeah there was a scene where basically like braun had like a five minute scene with Tyrion and jamie post uh battle of winterfell yeah because previously, you know, Kyburn Ky had like Kyburn. handed him. <laughs> Rip Kyburn. Yeah. One thing we can all agree on, you had the best death in in the history of the show. Um, tried to get Bronn to kill both Jamie and uh and Tyrion. Gave him the crossbow that Tyrion shot Tywin on the toilet with. Yep. Um and then that was forgotten about for like an episode and a half. And then somehow Bronn wandered into Winterfell. <laughs> Straight into the room Jamie and Tyrion were drinking in. Yeah. And you had like a five minute scene with him talking about like, you know, give me more money. And Tyrion's like, I'll give you Hall or somewhere. Like, blah, yeah. blah, blah. From everything I gather, what I know of the books, Bronn has like no role in the story. Like in the books. Right. I've honestly, honestly forgotten. <laughs> like, I, I remember bits and pieces of the books yeah. that I'm like really liked and they couldn't put into the show and I totally understand. But honestly, like if you were to ask like this character, what's their story arc? I'd be like, I have no idea. From what I've heard, the deal with Bronn is just like he didn't really have a role and he wasn't supposed to have a role. But Jerome Flynn tested really well. So right. like find more shit for Bronn to do. This is how I feel about like the, the Onion Knight. I'm just like, give him the whole show. Have him be king. <laughs> yeah, he probably doesn't have much to do in the books either, but... Dav- he, he dies a little. I remember that, but like... Davos tests well. People yeah. like Davos. So amazing. He is amazing. He's the best character. Swear to God, if you kill Davos tonight, I'm going to be so mad. Oh, but they will, because they don't fucking care about probably. you. Probably. They don't fucking care. Yeah. And, and, and they, all the women are going to die, too. And they don't have to, is ultimately... Yes. 
I think and we have they... talked about that, about the line between, like, fandom and basically having, like, your own artistic path and um, vision and not wanting to compromise that just because certain people care about certain characters. That's understandable. But we've just had this, like, really bad streak of giving, basically shitty thing having shitty things happen to women that we really love mm. right it's just been this like long streak of stuff between endgame and game of thrones and it's just like ugh, so tiring i mean the one thing and the one thing i think i found i saw a twitter thread and i'm probably going to butcher this but observing that it seems like a lot of the reaction towards danny's heel turn is not that it was done poorly but that it shouldn't be done at all that right. there are just things you can't do to right. characters which is a poor attitude to have. Yeah. You don't own the characters. Mm-hmm. The characters are malleable mechanisms for, you know, the portrayers and the writers and the directors. I kind of... Can this be done poorly? Yes, yeah. we have seen it. It's been, it was done poorly last week, but... Yes. And I think it would have been great to have Danny have a turn... Um, and do sort of like a Macbeth, right? Or Macbeth turns like starts out as this character who has goals <laughs> and is like, but has sort of qualms with certain things, and then eventually turns in it turns into madness, right? Yes. Um, and I think that is an interesting arc. Um, but I think again, like you're saying, I understand that they only have a certain amount of time, but then sometimes you have to find a different way to do things. And like it's all there, but it's really been left to the audience to do that work themselves, which, is, which should not be it, the way. It's lazy writing. I can say, well, of course, she just lost Jora and Missandei, and like within two days, and one of her dragons, like she lost, so she lost a child and her two most trust, the two people she trusts the most. She was supposed to be this savior. She's been gassed up for four years as being like you know the yeah. person who was gonna savage westeros and then it's gone straight apocalypse now when she got there and it's like nothing has gone nothing has gone right yes that would bear down on somebody especially Mm -hmm. after you know getting involved in this conflict you didn't really want to get involved with but the guy you were falling for needed your help so you did yeah lost one of your kids dealing with that Mm -hmm. all of these things are there doesn't explain why just chilling and hearing some bells yeah. means I'm going to roast every civilian yes. in a city as just horrifically beautiful as that episode was to watch. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to go back and the, you know, the commentariat shouldn't have to go back after the fact and fill in all these like narrative blanks yeah. that the show left. Again, anyway, lazy writing. Lazy writing. But... This is a show that for, you know, nine years really pulled it off. They, and they got every, like, think about all those videos of, like, whole bars of people watching the episode Yeah, like, when, when the Night King got killed and people were, like, losing their mind when Arya, like, switched hands with the knife. Like, Well, I remember last year when Arya killed Littlefinger. Right. And people just, like, they had bars all over the world watching this episode. And freaking out. Those YouTube videos. Those YouTube videos of book readers waiting for the red wedding to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Watch people like lose their mind. Yeah. Um, you can't undersell the amount of skill it would take 
to juggle three productions of that size happening concurrently mm-hmm. in the Dubrovnik, Belfast, somewhere in Ireland. Is that where? Is that where? Is that where Winterfell was? And somewhere else, like or whenever they were in Essos, like oh yeah, where that was. Like there, there were points where they were running like three productions across Europe, like. Yeah. That's insane. Mm -hmm. And they pulled it off and stitched it all together. And as much as we've just criticized some of the, you know, concessions and flat out mistakes that have been made in this, you know, final run of the show, like, I will give it to them. Like, there are lines that you will quote. These are like, they have brought characters, you know, visually into the world to a degree that, like, I don't think has happened since Star Wars. Like, Star Trek. What? Mm. What? Mm. Are you kidding me? Mm. Oh, no. World building? Universe? Yes. Not a chance. Oh, my God. Not a chance oh at Star God. Wars. Is Star Trek even on that level? What are you talking Not on that about? Level. Not on that level. What are you talking about? I could find... You're going to tell me that Captain Kirk is on the same level, or anybody after Captain Kirk is on the same level as Luke Skywalker? Yes. You're high. You're high. You're high. That phone has made you high. <laughs> it's like the plastic of that phone has seeped into your body and made you high. I'll own it. All right. You're wrong on that one. I you no know, no, I am not. You you are you have Star Trek bias. I might technically have Star Trek <laughs> bias, but like I just no. I just I yeah. No, I think it's it definitely is on the same level. Average person on the street is yeah. watching Game of Thrones has ne- and Star and seen Star Wars has never seen an episode of Star Trek. What are you talking about? I guarantee you. Okay. You right. can find more people who've seen Star Wars and Game of Thrones than have seen Star Trek. Okay. Or have seen all three. I am totally going to take a poll at Anime North. <laughs> and be like, have you seen this? And have you seen this? Have you also seen this? And I'll see. They'll know what it is. I know. But, but they'll like, be like, like, can you name me, um, hold up a picture of like Tuvok and see if they know their name. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, they would might know like. They'll know who Davos is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. All right, I'll, I'll, we'll see. <laughs> I feel like I got to create a poll now on all our. I don't think platforms. this is that unreasonable a statement. I think it is. I think it's crazy. How is it crazy? I just think it's that it just like Star Trek has like permeated so many generations that I just think a very small, comparatively small demo. I just, I just don't think to so. Star Wars and Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones only got one generation in, and it's of the zeitgeist in this minute. Oh, so yes. maybe maybe Game of Thrones isn't going to have the maybe Game of Thrones isn't going to have the staying power, but in the year of our Lord twenty nineteen. But I just feel like we have like four Star Trek shows about to happen, like, and it still carries on. Like, I and just... they will not get nearly the draw that Naomi Watts and fucking Long Night whatever HBO show. What, what's that? It's, 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 it's your prequel. You think it stops? You think the wheel stops? Did you not know oh, this? Oh no, no, no! I knew there was a prequel, but I didn't know. Well, I didn't. I knew there was some other show, but I didn't know if it was a prequel or yes, what, it is what they were doing. Five thousand years or something before oh, Game of Thrones with, with Naomi Watts. Um, I didn't know Naomi Watts was in it. Yep. Good job, Naomi Watts. More people going to be watching that. They're going to be watching uh, Old Picard. I don't know that that's true. I, <laughs> I I'm going to have to. I I really don't. Dear God, I would this. I would lay on I would lay on a train track. I want to- <laughs> for this, for this gamble. All right, for that okay. bet. All right, uh, I'm not laying on any tray tracks. <laughs> I just i I think that that's absurd. But I'm like, maybe I have to step out of my box, right? 
the, my box is very comfortable. It's actually really a nook. I've got blankets. Caitlin ain't living. A, Caitlin ain't living a nookless life. Yeah. Some of y'all out here. Anyway, speaking of Venn diagrams <laughs> and things crossing over, we know what D and D were eager to wrap up Game yeah. of Thrones to go do. Yeah. Remember last week when we talked about all those like nameless Star Wars movies that were coming out starting in 2022? You know, yeah. after after that real refreshing break they were going to take from yeah. uh, from Star yeah. Wars, super refreshing break. That is what your rumored Benioff and Weiss Star Wars trilogy will be, Blech. I believe. Or maybe maybe it's both. Maybe the Ryan Johnson one's in there too. Um, rumored to be Old Republic based. I I love that it's Old Republic. I just I hate D and D. They make good fight scenes, though. Don't even care. If you're gonna tell me, if you're gonna make Jedi's not tax collectors, cool. What? Remember when Phantom Menace was coming out and we were all amped that we were gonna see the world before all the Jedi were gone? Well, n- no. Because and then it was, I was mad like... boring, and they were hanging out in a parliament. I didn't think it was boring. Oh God, you are just. <laughs> You were just full of, <laughs> you were just full of flame takes today. <laughs> I like diplomacy. I love. I think it's interesting. I Politics is interesting. Love Samuel L. Jackson standing on a floating platform next to Jimmy Smith. That is hot action, y'all. This is the problem with the world's people will <laughs> don't like politics, but you have to get into it if you want to protect your uterus. It's all connected. It's all connected. More people like Save my that. uterus, Mace Windu. <laughs> I wish. If I had Mace Windu's power, oh man, I'd save all the uteruses. (sighs) I'm just saying. (laughs) You want to give me two guys who are, uh, you know, have proven to be adept with large-scale battles? Yeah. And want to give me space knights actually space knighting? Uh-huh. Instead of space scanning for midichlorians, what the fuck were they called? Midichlorians. Mitoc- right. Mitochondria. It's the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> powerhouse of the cell. Mitochondrial DNA. <laughs> we are uh. off the fucking rails. Anyway, <laughs> that's what they're doing. Developing. Will it be? Imp- it will be imperfectly good, and I'll just be sitting back, loving watching y'all be mad. I'm already mad. I'm just mad all the time now. She's just, she's just so mad because I said Star Trek didn't have the cultural cachet that. Can I say cachet? Can I? Can we at least agree on that? Yes. It's cachet. I'm still say catch it. Please don't. Please. Cultural catch it. Oh jeez. Okay. All right. Uh, and one last odd note from the world of nerdy stuff. Yeah. Kate. Yeah. Who's playing Batman? It's Robert Pattinson. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I mean, this. Okay. So you guys get all mad when they don't do anything different. <laughs> and then you get all mad when they do do something different. Are they mad about this? Oh, people are real mad about wow, this. Wow, I didn't see anybody be mad about this yet. Yeah, they're I wasn't like, looking for it. but I mean, they're mad. They're like, are making jokes about like sparkly Batman costumes. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Snap and point universe. That's snap, pretty funny. Snap and point. Um, I just, like, let's just see. Let's just see. Yeah. He'll be fine. If you don't think Robert Pattinson is a good actor, you've not been paying attention. Like, Yeah, he's a, he's a good actor. Will he be good in this role? I don't know. How many people have been good in this role, right? I don't know. Like, yeah, was Christian Bale exceptionally good in this role? Like, his Batman really... his Batman voice was ridiculous. Yeah, like, he was okay. 
see. I mean, Kevin Conroy is like way up there. So I love to go back and watch that clip of him and Heath Ledger in the interrogation room, but he sounds like he needs to blow his nose. I can't. Yeah. yeah. This is such a great scene. What did you do with it? What did you Blow your nose, Batman. Drill some holes in the nose part of the cowl. Uh, And I'm like, I'm a huge fan of 1989 Batman, right? So, like, I love that movie so much. Oh, man. You know they're showing them all at Cineplex this summer, right? You get your big screen Burton-verse Batman experience. Yeah, we should go see Batman and Robin. Yeah, we should. (laughs) On the big screen. (laughs) Just Uh, hate our lives for, like, two hours. God, that movie is so bad. It is so bad. Anyway. Yeah. This is the oh, this is this is the Matt Reeves one, right? Is this the one Bat is this the one Batfleck was supposed to be doing and then kind of slowly was pulling away from and then it was he wasn't directing it and I then he know. was writing it but not and going to star in it and there's was not like doing anything. There's like 70,000 DC movies that have nothing to do with each other. There's like a Joker movie and then there's a Birds of Prey movie and which actually looks pretty good. Um and then there's like this Batman movie and then there's some other movie that we don't know it's going to be have anything to do with anything. Like there's a Green Lantern, another Green Lantern and I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And I haven't watched most of the DC stuff. I watched two DC movies. So. You watch the only ones that you needed to. Basically. <laughs> I kind of want to see. Um, oh, God. Uh, Harley Quinn. Um, uh, the one that they changed like a million this times. This is not the first time you've forgotten this one. I know, but <laughs> I just. It's not there. Who it's, else? Who else is it? Uh, and Will Smith. Uh huh. Um, and the guy who does terrible Australian accent. Alligator Man, as you called him last time. Yeah. Um, Alligator Man's in it. Yeah, he's in it. Um, I can't. They're a group of people. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they are a group. Yep. I know that. It's not quite a group. They're. Oh God, now I have Mod Squad stuck in my head. You're so close. Um. I know. They're. They are a squad. Are they a squad? Yep. Um, Suicide Squad. There you Yay! go. What a cool guy you are. Yeah. I remembered it. I got it eventually. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for all the help. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for giving me the name. It's so much more fun to watch you foible around. (laughs) It's just like it's knocking up there, right? But like a grandmother looking for her glasses while they're on her head. Anyway, um, I kind of want to see that movie. I know it's terrible, but I kind of want to watch it. And then someone said that Aquaman wasn't that bad, so I might watch that one. Well, I ain't going to be seeing that. No, you are not. Nope. What have you been seeing? Um, so, speaking of Star Trek, I went to go see a Star Trek documentary. It's about Deep Space Nine, and it's called What We Left Behind. What? And it was great. You found a Deep Space Nine documentary? Yeah, I did. We went into the theater and saw it. What? Who was showing this? Money. Why was this being shown? Where was this being shown? Um, it was being shown at a couple of cineplexes last week. And we, there was actually a repeat showing that we went to because we couldn't go to the first one because I had fallen asleep. Uh, as Did Odo usual. direct this? I can't think of anyone. No. It was one of, it was like a group of people who wanted to make this document documentary and then they got some crowdfunding and all the peeps were in it. All the peeps. It was great. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. It wow. was fantastic. It, it was most of the stuff I wanted to know about Deep Space Nine. They admit they need the Defiant because nobody liked the first two seasons? Um, they, yeah, they did kind of talk about that. They kind of talked about, you know, how some of the stuff they wanted to do got 
kiboshed because you know people were nervous about some things um all the stuff they talked to talked about which is like really more relevant now than it was back then like they were way ahead of their time on some of the subjects they discussed um and just how they it was a lot of like character there were a lot of character arcs mm. um which no star trek had really done before yeah it was fascinating um yeah it was really exciting and fun and it was great and then lots of people they had lots of fans talking about like how it changed their life or what it um why it was so important for them and uh what makes it you know different from the other star treks it was great <laughs> so enjoyable so excited to be to, to see it there's lots of inside jokes yeah they didn't talk about mourn though want to talk about mourn yeah yeah oh man hopefully i never give you deep space nine you talk like I've never seen Deep Space Nine. Have you ever seen, have you seen Deep Space Nine? Yes. Really? It's like the first like four seasons. Oh my god. How did you not finish? <laughs> then I got bored. How did you get bored? <sighs> so interesting. They had a hologram that basically <laughs> saved one of the characters' lives. It was amazing. It was so important. Apparently I missed that episode. You did miss that episode. It's actually a series of episodes. Because character arcs a character arc for you and a character arc for you yeah it was real good what about you bajor bajor that's a place it is it's a planet it's where bajorans are from okay <laughs> settle down caitlin <laughs> you want me to talk about the politics no i do not are you sure i'm absolutely sure oh, okay so it wasn't just that documentary oh she's full of documentaries today i can uh continue watching street food and Losers and Forensic Files. Oh, I didn't get to watch any Losers this week. Yeah. I watched the um, one about the dog sled racing. Can not get good. to that? Yeah. Um, only two things I've watched are anime. Really? Yep. Kind of staying, staying caught up on, on the sweetest anime that ever existed. Hitori Bochi. Yep. Still, Has she made more friends? Uh, no. Your antagonist, I'm not here to make friends, um... Did make an appearance this week. Okay. And they also uh, did the scene where, that I'd already read from the manga, where um, they get summer break started. She's very depressed that she hasn't made enough friends going into summer break. She's not going to have enough friends. She's not going to make enough friends at this rate. She doesn't step it up. Yep. Um, and she goes to karaoke uh, with her friends and spots her OG friend at karaoke with yep. her other friends. And Kai just straight like stonewalls her. And like walks out and won't talk to her and the people she's with is like, isn't that the girl you always say you're worried about? Like, don't you want to, you sure it's okay? And she like runs out and they both are just like, Bochi crying inside, Kai crying outside. Like, Aww. Kai's so happy that she had friends and, and Bochi like, I'll swear it on the do your best fairy. Which I want so bad. Hey, maybe, maybe I'll find may, that. May, oh my God. Uh, show might be too new for, for merch. I don't know. I'm going to look. Maybe. Though. God, if I can find one, I'm going to give you one. I'm going to have one. <laughs> be like, do you have a do your best for it? Um, Everyone's getting one. And Kate. Yeah. But Jules, the anime is fucking great. Oh, God. No. It really is, though. They only got 11 episodes. Yeah. So shit hit the fan last week. Yeah. And shit, like, continued to hit the fan this week. Yeah. And a lot of the, like, not that it makes any more sense, per se, but, like, the reasoning behind things have, like, started to, like, be revealed. Yeah. Regarding who, like, the cops are 
what the thing with otters and Kappa are. Um, <laughs> they, like, failed the last episode, so they had to stay as Kappa. Um, Kazu got, like, outed to... He did this huge, long thing where he tried to, like, kidnap the Sarah girl yeah. so he could pose as her at a signing event that his brother was going to so he could, like, maintain that facade. Uh, but he got outed. He learned all about his backstory, and he's, like, adopted and, like... Oh, my gosh. He's, like, adopted, and he's the reason why Harka's in a wheelchair and and all this shit. And, like, just shit hit the fan. Man. It's fucking awesome. So much. And butts. Of course. Oh, it wouldn't be the same show without butts. Where's the lie? That's all I had time to watch, because I had so many movies to watch this week. And he has a new phone. And I do have a new phone. And he had to look up all those videos That's about so the phone he had just bought. And about the apps. You need to know about the apps, guys. There are apps, y'all. There's so many apps. Gotta learn about... That's, I've been in one ecosystem for so long. I don't know what y'all been doing over on your side of the fence. Having a lot of fun. <laughs> with our cool phones. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> Mine has a stylus. God. <laughs> it's a new phone. <laughs> and I will save that for all future discussion over the next month when I just discover something new about the new phone. Camera's great, y'all. Night sight. Go get it. So yeah, yeah. I just on the movies to watch, uh, two of which we'll talk about uh, when we come back. Yeah. After this break. We'll see you in a sec. And welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other. But first, before we get to those things, we have rules. We do have rules. The first rule is the rule of three, which is if the thing comes in parts. You've got to watch three of them. Yeah. Basically, it's got to have a chance to become the thing it's trying to become. Give it a chance. We talked about Game of Thrones for like an hour earlier. If I had just watched the first episode of Game of Thrones, I might not have stayed with it. No. That was frankly, I tried it once. I was bored. You were? Yeah. I went back and tried it again. And, and then got to the end, and I was like, okay, that's why we watch this show. Forget yeah. all this just milling about a castle, talking, chatting, throw some kids out a fucking window. Let's go. <laughs> Indeed. Um, <laughs> but this week, it doesn't really apply. We got movies. Movies. Yeah. All the films. Uh, second rule. Hashtag save it for the pod. Do not talk about the thing. Even if you're hanging out before we record the pod. Which I broke last week. I and listen, I almost took it as that just to be like an invitation. Like I had some shit. I was like, man, I got to blow up, go blow up Katie Max Messenger right now. No. No. I said no. No. I didn't. Good. Why? Why didn't I? Because you listeners deserve to hear for the first time. Like Caitlin hears it for the first time. Yeah. Got to keep them takes fresh. Because often we don't talk about things that are fresh. <laughs> we don't. We're doing the little... Finger gun, K-pop finger yeah. gun chin. And I'm doing the fist under the chin. Meh. We like old shit. We do. Um, and it makes us who we are, right? It makes us the nerds that we are, is the things that we watch and consume. So, want you guys to have the freshest of takes. The third rule, which isn't really a rule, it's more of a policy, is that there will be spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So many spoilers. 
But it's, I mean, they're spoilery things, kind of, I guess. Who cares? One of these things came out in 1992, before some of you were born. Which is terrifying. Though I was only like six. How do you think I feel? (laughs) You're so old. I was in 10th grade, y'all. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) All right. So, let's get to the things we are going to talk about. We like to alternate. Yep. So, we're going to start with the thing. I gave Caitlin, as is sometimes yeah. the case, as often happens when somebody brings the first item, whoever it is, the other person tries to find something complimentary. Yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but we, we, we try. And this is something that had been you know, kind of kicking around yeah. for a while. I, I took a back entrance to this sort of thing mm-hmm. during November Crapathon, but I knew I always wanted to do it, air quotes, legitimately. So when Katie Mack brought me her item, I was like... Well, as good a time as any. Yeah. And frankly, I feel that the thing Katie Mack brought me doesn't really exist without the thing I brought her. Interesting. To a certain extent. Interesting. What is that? It is one of two iconic films by Chinese action master John Woo. John. Got more action than my man John Woo. Gotta say it every time. (laughs) And that is Hard Boiled. The other one being The Killer. But we're not talking about The Killer. We're talking about Hard Boiled. This is a 1992 Hong Kong action thriller written by Barry Wong and directed by John Woo. It stars Chow Yun-Fat, your man. Is he a posse member? Have we been over this? I don't think he's, I mean, I really like him, but I don't, he's not okay. a posse member. That's fair. stars Chow Yun-Fat as Inspector Tequila Yen. Oof. 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 Tony Lung Chow Wai as Alan, an undercover cop, and Anthony Wong as Johnny Wong, a leader of the criminal triads. Hard Boiled was John Woo's last Hong Kong film before his transition to Hollywood after making films that glamorize gangsters and receiving criticism for doing so. Mm-hmm. As you do. Woo wanted to make a Dirty Harry style film to glamorize the police. Film released in Hong Kong in 92 due to generally positive audience reception. Not as commercially successful as Woo's previous films such as A Better Tomorrow and The Killer. Western critics were much more positive. Many critics and film scholars have come to proclaim its action scenes as among the best ever filmed. Because that's what the dude does he does he does do that he does do that and i think it's important to bear in mind this movie came out in 1992 yes and really think about that because if you just threw this in front of somebody you would be like oh my god ah, so, so cliche so many dissolves um i can also cop to like plot wise doesn't make a whole lot of sense basically have wikipedia open the entire time i was rewatching it so it could tell me what was actually happening it and was, then and was... then some shit went down and i was yep. like yep Yep. Here for this. And, as it turns out, I don't know if you saw this in the Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, I did not among, look at the Wikipedia. Not for this. Oh. For your item. Oh, for mine. Uh, his other pillar. Yeah. The killer. Yeah. Cited as an influence. For? For John Wick. Because mm. um, that's, you know, we'll get more to it in the second segment, half of this, but... You know, when you brought it to me, that was really my only, like, familiarity with it. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like a John Woo style, like, you know, gun shooting. It's not, it's not like an action movie where, like, karate or, like, martial arts is the thing. It's yeah. not like a martial arts movie. It's like a gun action movie, the bullet ba- yeah. the bullet ballet type of thing, which is really what John Woo kind of innovated and we have here. Um, so, we'll go back. We'll get some early examples of that. Were you familiar? You weren't really familiar with his stuff. We went over this in Face Off, right? Because he directed no. Face Off, lest you forget. Um, I remember him losing out to the craft um, for Face Off, and I thought that was ridiculous because I hadn't seen Face Off, but I they showed like the action-y bits. Mm. I was like, look, the craft was okay, 
but that was a speedboat chase. <laughs> Who does that? It's John Woo. Um, I, I knew him as being a very influential director. Um, I did not know. Um, I did not know he had directed this. I feel like in my brain there's some weird thing about. Maybe it's not John Woo. Some director you wouldn't expect directing um, Sense and Sensibility. Is that John Woo? I don't think so. Ang Lee did one of those. Ang Lee, there it is. <laughs> I just a, a director you weren't like. You like Sense and Sensibility. Anyways, doesn't matter. So no, I don't know John Woo. Is what <laughs> that really that means? But even like because the edition of this that I have, I own this movie on DVD, and it came out from a label called Dragon Dynasty, Amazing. which which unfortunately brought up uh, the Weinstein Company logo, uh-huh. which means I think this was a Quentin Tarantino joint. Like I think right. Dragon Dynasty was meant to bring like John Woo movies and Shaw Brothers martial arts shit. Right. Uh, re-release those on DVD in America. Because um, yeah, he was super influential kind of in that sphere. Like, you know, Tarantino was always mm-hmm. name dropping him. Specifically um, for the fact that John Woo has no problem and this was one of his big innovations. Was basically, like, civilians get shot. Yeah. Which didn't really happen in yeah. movies before. You Everybody, could have a Everybody gets shot. Everybody gets shot. <laughs> Everybody. Katie, just give me your takes. Okay. Uh, first of all, the beginning of the film makes absolutely no sense. Zero. It, like, it like goes from this thing to this thing to this thing to this thing to this thing. And you're like, huh? And then as it goes on, it sort of picks up. He's playing fucking clarinet in the first, like, right? ten minutes. And, and, and uh, A, the clarinet is a horrible instrument. Come at me. Um, Secondly, this is not how you play one. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just, like, breathing right Totally deep-throwing a clarinet. Um, so, yeah, no, it was not good. Um, and also, just, and then we were changing. We, we don't really know who people are, but then they're giving us, like things and then there's birds and there's cages and there's guns and a bird cage they're, and they're in a tea house it, it's just it was very strange um and then they're moving to something else and, and but then adam i'm gonna say about like 20 minutes in maybe maybe less than that maybe 15 it starts to pick these threads up and sort of like you know kind of coalesce yeah you, braid you, them a little you like, find your footing a little better than yeah. you do up to that um but when they say john Woo is the the master of action all of his scenes have action. There's never not, like, yelling going on or, like, a puzzle being solved by music notes. Like, it, that actually was, I thought, kind of fun. Um, so there's a lot. And there is... I've never seen so many sparks before from gunfire. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, stuff is always going on in the shots. Um, Motorcycles are very brittle, you guys. You shouldn't ride them. You should not. They explode for anything. They do. Um yeah, and but then there were some uh, like bits that I was really surprised about. Um, the guy being undercover, I was like, oh, whoa! <laughs> like I like it starts. You start to figure things out. But I thought a different guy was undercover, but he was undercover. But there's another guy who was undercover. Yeah, he turned out to be undercover, but you found that out like two thirds through the movie. Yeah, like. and that was kind of neat. And then there's. There are babies. And I'm like, oh my God. So this is what I almost messaged you about because I was, <laughs> I was doing the rewatch this morning. 
I almost messaged you about this. <laughs> and I was like, I forgot about just how many babies in peril were in this. Oh my god, so many babies. Were in this movie. And I don't want to cast aspersions on the uh, film industry of Hong Kong. Yeah. I feel like some things are maybe a little less stringent than they would be. And not that I think Chow Yun Fat was actually juggling a baby while he was like <laughs> running through fire. Gunning. The climax of this movie is like an hour long action sequence it's at a hospital. Insane. It's so long. It never ends. No. Everybody gets shot. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's explode. Everything's on fire. There's explosions. Because this guy is an ar- is an arms dealer, and this is where he keeps his like stash like, it's like buried a under the morgue. Vault. Of, yeah, he's got a vault under the morgue of this hospital. Um, and as they are trying to like. Get everybody out. Cops are shooting other cops. Gangsters are shooting other gangsters. It's just chaos. And one of the side plots is um, uh, he he refers to her as his girlfriend later in the movie, but does not seem that way early in the movie. It seems like they broke up. Oh, yeah. She was at one point. She's like, here's your stuff. (laughs) Right. Oh, right. She did. Here's your underwear. Um, (laughs) Johnny Tequila doesn't care. Yeah. Johnny, oh tequila! You, you don't leave. Uh, um, but he can't find an apartment because he's a single guy. <laughs> she is tasked with uh, evacuating the the, the babies, the, baby, the pediatric unit, and so there's all these babies, and like she's got a couple SWAT guys, and they're like lowering babies down the side of the li- building, the little hospital bassinets down the side of the building, and oh my god, they forgot a baby. Um, so Chowing Fat has to go back and get this one baby. Yeah, um, sings the world's creepiest nursery lullaby oh to this gosh. child this ch- okay gets blood on the baby like this baby that is- was the moment at yeah. one point there was like like some guy almost came through a door so many people jumping through windows and it's like a lot of window jumping um yeah it was when he is when <laughs> did he make the crack about x-rated action at that point yeah, that made me laugh yeah. <laughs> and then he looks down and there's this like actual baby with like fake blood on it and i'm like okay. oh katie mack might not <laughs> oh i loved it really yeah he's just like you know, he made the baby laugh. Damn, son. <laughs> I thought baby with blood splatter on its face might be a bridge too far for Katie Mac. No, it's fine. They just pretend it's paint. Its mom is there off the side of the camera making it giggle. <laughs> like, you know, good times. It was a pretty chill baby. Um, And freaking adorable. Oh, my God. What are you, 20-something now? But you were an adorable baby. Um, I'm so sorry your wang was in a movie when you were a baby. Um, and, uh, like, well, his girlfriend's pretty cool, too. I was saying, you like that moment where... Yeah, she shoots the guy. <laughs> the guy, like, calls it, smacks her and calls her a bitch, and she just shoots him, like, seven, yeah. seven times. It was great. I like when people get shot. Um, and then there was, like, what is his name? Like, Wild Horse or... Mad Dog. Mad Dog. There we go. Um, he was pretty cool. Complex character for basically yeah. your bolo young figure, like just yeah. <laughs> there to be a heavy. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and then uh, evil guy was like, you know, mustache twirlingly evil. <laughs> and the only part of the film, well, I mean, there's lots of part of the films that don't make any sense, but the only thing was when he's dragging out the the cop, the, the undercover, undercover cover cop, yeah. undercover cover, undercover cover cop, <laughs> undercover cover 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 cop. Um, anyone could have shot him. He was wide fucking open. Yeah, everybody just stood there and watched him, like, order Chow Yun-Fat to, like, slap himself in the face. And, like, yeah. But, no, but by that point, he had the undercover cop, like, with a gun to his head. But before that, when he's dragging him out, oh. full shots, everyone was shooting everyone anyways. So, like, really, anyone could have taken a shot. She could have taken a shot. <laughs> Took the guy's gun anyways, so she shot him in the face. So, 
there was a whole thing with Chow Yun-Fat at the beginning shooting the bad guy. And then the lesson seemed to be it's fine to shoot bad guys in the face. I guess. But I was hoping he wouldn't and he would actually be prosecuted for blowing up a hospital. Um, which, can I just say right now, you hmm. think all the Heath Ledger blowing up of the hospital and Batman was amazing? This was an amazing explosion. There's just so much fire. It's, fire everywhere. it's literally like I had not seen this movie, I don't think, since I bought the DVD, which mm-hmm. was probably like, God, 15 years ago. Um, and was like, I started watching it and I was like, okay, yeah, oh, well, man, the, the dissolves and the <laughs> playing jazz and the, in the club and he hopped over a fucking flower you know, a counter with flour on it. Yeah. He's got his face is white and bland. It, look, it literally looks like ketchup in his face. Like, yeah. oh man, I don't know if we're going to be able to hang here. But then there was like, there was a scene in like the, <laughs> where Chow Yun-Fat goes like straight Rambo in the, in the warehouse. Yes. Yep. Um, during that whole shootout. And it was Alan, the undercover cop trying to get away. And he like ran through the backseat of like a gutted out car, but yeah. they filmed it in such a way that it like, it's only like two seconds long, but it like tracked him yeah. going through. It was like they cut away the car. Mm-hmm. And it's like the camera was inside the car, just like tracking him run through this car as it was blowing up. Like there were moments throughout this where I was like, That's amazing. Goddamn, John Woo. Like, yeah. this, is why, this is why you got those jobs. Like, And yeah, it was a ridiculous number of bullets flying and things exploding and sparks everywhere. But that's really hard to do right there's like, so a, much happening in that entire hospital always. sequence and not just the hospital even that one scene with the even that one scene with the the warehouse right there's just people getting shot everywhere um and they like to do backflips when they get shot it's a thing sometimes um but there's just so much going on and that is hard to do and he does it well i mean is it super realistic no but who goes to movies to get super realistic <laughs> Like, lame. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I gave you this one ultimately because I feel like I've seen... A, I feel like I've seen this one more than The Killer. And I feel like The Killer is more like... This has got like a cheeky melodrama to it. Yeah. Um, The Killer, I think, tries to play serious sometimes. It's about this assassin who like inadvertently blinds an innocent or something. And Mm -hmm. like then tries to like protect her while you know, all of his assassiny type things are going off and he may have gotten blinded himself by the end of the movie Amazing. i mean don't quote me on this but like i think that was the moment where i was like this is a great movie but then he got blinded at the end i was like okay come on <laughs> come on now john woo also surprisingly bird free john john woo movie oh oh my god right it's not a single bird in this movie oh my god i, I almost want to go back now and just make sure <laughs> maybe he traded birds for babies <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of babies. It's a real upgrade. <laughs> oh my god, the babies are so cute. Doves have been done. We're done with doves. It's all about babies. It's all about, babies. <laughs> it's um, all about Chow Yun Fat kicking open a door and sh- shooting many men with, with, a, this with baby. a nine millimeter while cradling a baby. Also, guns don't have a certain number of bullets. Also, just oh, you no. need to know that infinite, infinite bullets, infinite, <laughs> infinite. The cheat code was on from the start in this yeah. movie. And but. Infinite bullets and infinite babies. So many babies. Also, when he jumps out of the window, <sighs> that cord did nothing. He literally just... <laughs> I know. and like, It was all slack. He literally just jumped out from a first story window and landed on his feet. Fine. Cool. Baby's fine. Baby's, baby's fine, I too. mean, the parents were like, oh my God, my baby has blood on it. Is it okay? They were just like, thank you. 
No one yelled at her for forgetting a baby. I feel like it would have made more sense for him to just pass her the baby as she was going out the window. Hang on to this baby. <laughs> Can you wait two minutes for me to get this baby? Yeah. Although I imagine he was getting shot down. Yeah. In, in those first two seconds. I also liked when, when uh, Allie inadvertently shot a cop. Yeah. And then <laughs> they had that talk in the elevator about, like, you didn't shoot a cop. You're fine. Yeah. We can't, can't worry about that. It's all good. And then there was the lighter. Yeah. You a hell of a shot, Alan. Hell of a shot. We'll put this lighter in Foxy's jacket. Yep. So that I can shoot him, but not kill him. Yeah. And then also. The lighter will protect him. When she's like waiting for the flowers for the signal. And she's like, oh shit, there's a flower in my pocket. No, we had to go like an hour <laughs> ago. <laughs> yeah. I've been was... sitting here pretending I'm sick. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I did like the the secret messages through um of oh, the song lyrics through the song lyrics being translated to notes being translated to numbers to get punched into some software a giant computer that needed to <laughs> decipher 16 letters like oh yeah it was good times <laughs> what a fucking oh <laughs> this was monochrome the green screens yeah what they just called them yeah green the, screens. nothing but green lcd yeah. <laughs> screens cathode ray screens Oh, <sighs> okay. And Hong can Kong, we just, I hope you've come along. I hope your law enforcement has come come a long way since then. Can we just talk about tequila as a name? Te- but but Caitlin, tequila. He's a loose cannon. Tequila though. Tequila. What's cool and western? He doesn't even drink tequila in the movie. I don't know what he's drinking. He's just making a mess. Whatever he's doing. But. That like fizzy, some sort of. It looks like gin and tonic. Yeah, gin and tonic, vodka soda type of thing. Like puts a napkin on it and then slams it on the table. Whap. Slams it. That was that was some sort of game. It's <laughs> not. John Woo himself playing the bartender. Amazing. There. Chai Fat just keep making a mess on his bar. He's like, this is fine. This is fine. It's okay. It's Chai Young Fat. I'll wipe it. I'll wipe it up. You're Johnny Tequila. You play you play clarinet in the house band. I can never. Oh, and that and your partner that you lost played the drums. You need, you need a new drummer now. Yeah, and then he didn't really care though about his partner. Not really. There was like one flashback, and he was like, "Ah, oh, that sucks." Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. I care more about Alan, who I met I don't know twenty minutes ago. Yeah. Wow, Alan was very charming. Alan gets the only thing resembling like psychological processing for what he goes through when he like has his primal scream therapy on his boat. Yeah, like, I like the yelling on the boat. I like the the he doesn't want to be an undercover cop. Apparently, like he just. just I mean, no, to, I'm sure no one does. He like, wants it's a to hard, go to Guam. Job. He just wants to live in Guam, Antarctica. Oh, I thought didn't he say earlier he wanted? Then he tell the superintendent he wanted a place in to get him a place in Guam. I thought like, he said Hawaii. Well, my translation was Hawaii. <laughs> who knows? D- DVD and uh, DVD in the high seas might have different. Uh, yeah. Um. But anyway, so yeah. It was, it was all right. Kick punches. I'm like an eight. Higher than I was expecting. Well, it, it, I would give this movie a seven. But well, it's a movie from 1992. It does some really cool things. It's a fun watch. There are babies in it. That's what I almost texted you about. I got, I got you in the I door. I was like, the fucking babies! You didn't tell me this! So many babies. So many babies. 400 babies. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an eight because it was doing what it was supposed to do, which was entertain us with a bunch of action. That's the thing. Is this the best version of the thing it's trying to be? A stupid action movie? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense at the beginning? Perfect. Has babies? Great. Has one female character who has kind of a cool <laughs> moment? Got it. Succeeds despite the 
financial con- constraints, constraints of making a movie yes. in Hong Kong. Yeah. Yes. Has some really like precedent sent- uh, precedent setting action sequences. Absolutely. Um, was just like a fun time. Yeah. I'd sit and watch it again. Like I remember that being like when we talk about the precedent, I like there's that scene in Pulp Fiction where after Butch crashes the car yeah. in the second segment mm-hmm. and he gets out of the car and has a, does Marcella shoot at him or something? Anyway, there's a woman who goes to check on him when he's like behind the wheel. Yeah. Then Marcella starts shooting and shoots the bystander and the mm-hmm. bystander got shot. And I remember people at the time being like, oh my God. What a what a commentary on gun violence! <laughs> yeah, and Quentin Tarantino himself, I think, was like straight. I lifted that from John Woo because I'd never seen that before. Like, and, and John Woo shot everybody. If you were, and it made sense. You know, you're so used to seeing these movies where these horrific gunfights are going down in these cops and robber movies, and like everybody just runs out and they're fine. Yeah, <laughs> or there's no one around. He's like, no. If you have a standoff in a hospital, it's going to be filled with patients and doctors, and y- y- y'all are going to get shot. Like, and I liked all the blood. Like that again. Um, Reservoir Dogs, right? Like, right. all the blood in the back seat and the freaking out. Like, I liked all the blood. There's a lot of blood in, in, in the film. It was good. Good metal. Baby had blood on it. That's what would happen. Put blood on the baby. Put blood everywhere. <laughs> God. I have a problem. You're such a weirdo. I know. So, Move, yeah. Moving on. Speaking, moving on. Speaking of blood everywhere. So, <laughs> I was like, what have I not given Jordan that I actually really enjoyed and thought it was a good time? Ooh, the third installment has just come out. Topical. I know. I'll give him John Wick. Um, so, I don't know why I watch John Wick. I do like action movies. I do like Keanu Reeves. He's an unbelievably nice guy. And uh, I really like, you know, gory action f- films. And someone said this was kind of cool. Might have actually been Kaim. Kaim, if this is not right, I'm sorry, but it might have been you. Somebody was like, "You should really check out this movie." Um, the story focuses on John Wick Reeves searching for the men who broke into his home, stole his vintage car, and killed his puppy, which serves as a memento of his recently deceased wife. Um, the directors slash screenwriter have only really worked on this and other action films, and like they've worked on every other installment of John Wick. Um, this film, which came out in 2012, nope, 2014, um, was kind of, like, weirdly popular. Like, no one was really expecting it to do as well as it it did. I was gonna say, I feel like it came out of, it just emerged fully formed. Like, there was no, like, hype, there was no, like, advanced warning, it was just one day, Keanu Reeves was in this thing, which at the time seemed like a... Not a step down, but it was like, oh, Keanu Reeves is still it, doing it, stuff. It like, was like a small film. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a Matrix. It wasn't like it had a million, um, like, big time names behind it. Um, and it, I think what interested people was, like, they shot his dog. Like, there was this. It's about, it's about a hitman going on a revenge <laughs> tour. For his dog. his dog died. Um, and I think that actually kind of was like, this seems kind of silly and weird. Let me watch this. And it is silly and weird. It's this weird world. So, Keanu Reeves is a retired hitman. Um, this punk-ass Russian 20-something-year-old, part of the Russian mob, um, basically asks Keanu Reeves drives this really cool vintage car his wife just died she bought him this puppy um he him and the puppy 
go for he's, walks. He's, he's not doing well, but he's doing all right. You yeah. know, he's kind of you know got got a little somebody somebody around. Yeah, a little pup pup. Um, they go around for drives. It was a beagle, I believe. It was a beagle. A beagle, it was a beagle. Uh, uh, named Daisy, I believe. Yes. Um, they go for drives. He's in this this car. This Russian punk sees him, says he wants to buy the car. John's like, no, I'm not interested. They keep on asking. No, nope, he doesn't want to. They follow him home. Then late at night, they break in. You know. Beat yeah, him up, beat take him the up. car, dog's barking, do something about the dog, kill the dog. Kill the dog. So, revenge m- mission commences. Basically, everyone who figures out what this Russian kid has done is like, you are a moron. You son of a bitch. Which is kind of a really cool way of setting up how important or dangerous the John Wick character is. Like, lots of people do it. Um, now, his code name is a problem because it's Baba Yaga. Is that a code name or just what they called him? I guess it's what they call him, Baba Yaga. It's his, like, ooh, spooky name. And I think in the movie they're like, it means boogeyman. It does not. Baba Yaga is a witch from Russian and Bulgarian uh, children's stories. Coming through with the folklore take, what you know about it. Speak on it, Katie Mac. Uh, Baba Yaga flies in a mortar and pestle. Uh, and she has a house um, that has uh, walks on chicken legs, giant chicken legs. Um, she also like sometimes steals and eats children. Sometimes is like gives cool things to people. Like she sometimes she helps people. Sometimes she doesn't. She's crazy, weird looking, and like witchy, and yeah. I mean that's fine if you want to give him that name. Wow. But um, don't say it's the boogeyman because it's not. It's a super creepy, cool lady who may eat your children. Just call it for what just, it is. Just, just dick washing, powerful women again. Yeah, it's stupid. She may eat you. She'll eat your face. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was just one problem with that. Um, but it sets up this kind of world building where there's like secret assassin hotels and secret assassin coins and yes. rules about the assassin world, and that's kind of fun. Also, there's lots of bullets and guns and violence. Woo! So, Jordan, what did you think? <laughs> finger, finger guns. Finger guns. Pew, pew, pew. Um, jumping to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is the last note I have down. And I don't really need it, but I did have it locked and loaded because it's like if there was going to be any real eye rolling towards the like melodramatic, hokey moments in Hard Boiled. Yeah. You two guys doing hand to hand in the rain in at the, the end rain. of the movie. Oh, I was like, God, okay, so John Wick does not have a <laughs> does have a leg to stand on in yeah. the hokiness. They get they have no fear of hoke in the John Wick oh, universe. No, no, no. Um, it's just a weird little tick that I noticed was mm-hmm. like I appreciated his thoroughness as <laughs> as a combatant, and it taught me you know it shows a lot about his character. Don't yeah. just throw a guy through a window and walk away. Throw a guy in through a window, go out and shoot him in the head. Yeah. Like you got to make sure the job is done. Right? That's what assassins do. And so many times in the he's it's like, just throw him out the window yeah. and <laughs> carry on my way. No. No, not good enough. Always headshots. And also, I love, like, the cleanup crew. Like, this is your home. You don't want to, you know, have dead bodies rotting away in your home. Dinner reservation. <laughs> For 12. For 12. Maybe. Um... No, this is a this is a weird little movie that I'm almost kind of delighted that it t- 
took off like it did. Like, yeah, and that it exists. Um, you know, it knocked off Avengers this week. Yeah, I know. I just read that <laughs> yeah. as I was looking up my Wikipedia. Yeah, num- like... Number one, number one movie in the country this week: John Wick Three, Parabellum, <laughs> Cerebellum. <laughs> um, yeah, so I did, and like, I zero familiarity. Yeah, with this, never saw it. Knew that it was like really developing like a cult like following like people mm-hmm. really love this it has like really set up keanu on this like given comeback him a, tour not even a comeback tour but like he's found this lane right. that he likes he obviously is invested in this franchise mm-hmm. and he he cares about it because he really hasn't done anything since then he popped up in that one rom-com with winona for all the 90s kids and but then like, there was a horror movie he was in like he does these little bits and pieces but i he's one of those actors like, that's not gonna like fret over what he's in i don't think like mm-mm. like he's got enough money from like the matrix like he doesn't need to he's doing like the, the third bill and ted like yeah <laughs> yeah it's like um, stuff he wants to do yeah so yeah i appreciated the thoroughness um also, like, that the cops are apparently just fine with that. Like, yeah. like look at all those dead bodies. Okay. <laughs> See you later. Bye. <laughs> um, the one thing I do love about movies like this, Caitlin buried the lead on the, uh, on the, the shit-faced, uh, Russian kid. Oh who God. was played by Alfie Allen. Yes. Who, if you don't know him by name, is Theon Greyjoy. Speaking of people who have found their lanes. Yep. If there was ever a face made, and this is not, this is, this is praise. I'm saying this as praise. Mm-hmm. If there was ever a face built for sniveling, wanting to smack the shit out of, Alfie Allen done found his lane. He's basically playing Theon Romanov in this, <laughs> in this movie. Um, why is the least skilled guy always the hardest to kill? Because he's the, he's the mob boss. John Wick is straight, like, in that bathhouse, like, Taking out guys one-handed, then stabbing the giant ripped guy in the in the chest. It's amazing. Alfie Allen, who, as far as we know, has no skills. None. Scurries like like I guess that's what rats do, right? Literally, like scurries off. John Woo can't hit him to save his life, but yeah. he's in another life. He is a stormtrooper. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was, and, and I I too enjoy those little like weirdly world building moments like sure there's a hotel for hitmen yeah and they have rules about you can't do a job inside the hotel it's a little place for them to go and go and chillax yeah and ian mcshane is there because he you know that's ian mcshane because he runs the joint um and yeah that little scene where um was her name perkins yeah the lady assassin who's like fuck it i'm gonna go Break the rules. I'm going to break the rules and try to take out John, John, what's that, John Woo, John Wick. <laughs> take out John Wick in the hotel. And it's like the end of the movie. It's just, uh, she gets a call and Ian McShane walks out and she's like, he's like, your privileges are revoked and it's your fault. Yep. Bye. And then she gets shot and as Ian McShane walks away, there's the cleaner guy, <laughs> tip of the hat. Yeah. And the business continues. Um, and now that I've seen this movie, I understand what the TV show is going to be about, and I'm delighted by that. What TV show? They're doing a John John Wick expanded universe TV show. What? Called The Continental. Oh my god! It's going to be all about because Ian McShane does loves doing television now. Apparently, I would. I'd be like, yeah, give me the the bling. Scratch yo. Um, it must be nice to have like a steady career and then have your career blow up in like your 60s. <laughs> like, must be nice. They got American Gods <laughs> yeah. and be on The Continental. Um. He was in Game of Thrones, wasn't he? He had a one-off in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. 
Tits, and he gave us the race Tits and Dragons, which we will. There we go. Um, yeah, McShane, you might have to go up on the Geek Down <laughs> for that one. Yeah. Uh, also, um, so there was a nev- another movie that came out, and it was about also a hotel for Hitman, I think. Hmm. I cannot remember the name of it, but they had some like actually pretty big names in it. I think Bat- Batista might have been in it. Maybe. Um, and I was like, I wonder if it's part of the same world. I don't think it is, but I, I was like, snow. that would have been really cool. You should have done that. They are doing that. They are doing that. They are. They're making a TV show, which is nice. I hope Cedric from The Wire gets to be on the show, too. I'd like to see him get steady work. (laughs) He just shows up in this. He shows up. I hope he's in the other movies, too. So many movies. Just two. I had plot synopsis. Seems like it all made sense. Uh, I feel like um, there are characters that I see in TV shows, or a TV show that I'm just like, I hope you have a career like Ian McShane. <laughs> like, I just hope you appeared in a couple things. People really liked you, and now uh, you're getting steady work. Yeah, you got the fucking Deadwood movie, too, right? Yeah. All the dads out there are super amped for them. <laughs> does, my, does my dad know the Deadwood movie's coming? Are you a bad son? I might be. I'm not going to tell him, and then I'll drop the bomb for him on Father's Day. You'll be like, bomb! I'm going to be like, Dad, here's a link to a Google Drive. <laughs> like, with a bootleg copy of the Deadwood movie. Happy Father's Day. Amazing. All the cussing. All the cussing. So... What's your score? What's your kick punch? Oh, like an 8.5. Oh my gosh. Look at us. Amazing. It's just, it's like you said, su- it's just super fun. Super fun. Super fun. Hey, didn't know anything about it. Like, listen, sometimes just a dumb action movie just goes down smooth. It's just what you need. And, and hey, this movie pulls from a lot of influences. This is not the first movie or show or book or content about a Hitman or Hitman universe, right? Um, but they kind of done their own thing. It's new. It's not derived from anything else. Right. Say it again for the people in the back. It's not derived from anything else. Give me new shit. And again, yes, of course it's influenced by so many things, and that's okay. You can be influenced. That's fine. Yeah. It's about taking those influences and making something new yeah new doesn't have to mean original it can just mean new yeah give me like a compelling actor playing a compelling character and sure i know the tropes of the retired hitman who gets pulled back in for one more job or whatever but but honestly i want to know why does this is there a number two and why is there a number three like i haven't seen number two or number three uh number two has to do with uh the last big job he pulled oh my god see so interested i want to know which which they mentioned. It was just a toss-off yeah. line. It was like, yeah. he wanted to get out, but I gave him one job that he shouldn't have been able to pull off. And he uh, Right, and he did. And he left because, so many bodies. and Because he, he loved her so much, and he wanted to retire. Yes. And live with her happily ever after. Yes. Yeah. Also, what city was he supposed to be living in? Star City. <laughs> Coast City. Coast City. <laughs> Central City. Just... A city. It's New York, but where he lives... Looks like Baltimore. <laughs> it's just like trees and fucking it's like the most secluded house in all of New York State, but within eyesight of the Ooh. skyline. Oh, I was gonna say I've been there, but no, I've just been to haunted New York State. That's all. <laughs> That's all. All right. Eight point five. It's on your Netflix right now. When everything gets pulled off of Netflix, it should still be there. Should be. It'd be like the last good thing to watch on Netflix once <laughs> everything gets pulled. Help yourself to some John Wick. Friends. We got to put another one in the can for you. We do. So we got to get going. So we're going to wrap things up here. Everything you need to know. What's that at the top? Yeah. Uh, 
like that ending. We should end that way more often. <laughs> Probably should instead of rehashing all that stuff. If you forgot about how to get at us, rewind. Yeah. Just go back to the beginning, and then it counts as another listen. Yes, it does. Mmm, <laughs> juking the stats, y'all. Oh, high five. Woo! All right, well, we're going to get going. I hope you have a wonderful end of May. Come to... Uh, Come to Anime North. Anime North. Anime Come swing North. through. Speaking of north of the wall, goddamn. Yeah, the near the I... airport. God, God, Coming from out of town, don't do like Jordan did the first year and have a hotel. Do not stay downtown. <laughs> do not stay at church in jarvis no it's a long if you, trip if you have to you want to see where the subway ends you gonna yeah it's gonna be an amazing trip for you god when i was so scared of toronto buses buses were just like the great unknown i could handle the subway but buses were just like just oof. like oof. they oof. still are and they still are friends my name is jordan ferguson my name is caitlin mckinnon the theme song is by rob gasser and we will have you listen to us next week yeah bye But Jordan, very important. This will even be the tag. It's so important. Oh, God. Are we recording? We're recording. You want to know what's the most important? What's the most important, Kate? What is its water score? It's, it's... Caitlin, I don't know. It doesn't have an IPF rating. It needs an IPF rating. I need to know how many ounces of pressure the phone can take in the Atlantic Ocean. Deep into my toilet, can I throw my phone? Because that's what we're all doing now. Oh.